0: So, do you want to start it now?
1: <laughs> yeah, are we starting it now? I don't know. Maybe we'll start it tomorrow. All right. Okay. Yeah, maybe let's just do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm getting pretty tired. <gasps>
0: uh. Welcome to Go Write Yourself, the only podcast dedicated to telling you to get off your lazy butt and stop listening to this podcast so you can go write yourself. yourself. There we go. Quite a topic for today. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Definitely. For tomorrow. Oh,
1: for tomorrow. Right. Uh, Thank hilarious. God we're not doing it today. Oh, my God.
0: Oh. I'm just so tired. <laughs> that can't... was good, by the way. That,
1: I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> that was now, good. you yeah. you
0: think that was a good intro. It I was. I actually wrote, I wrote the book on procrastination. You did write the book. on, Yes, you're the
1: procrastination expert. I,
0: I literally wrote the book on procrastination called Procrastination Annihilation. And the number of people that thought, that, and I did, did like 20 podcasts afterwards to promote it, and the number of people who commented on threads going, "I guess I'll read it tomorrow," <laughs> thinking that they were clever. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh wow, so, yeah, what? I'm sure that was hilarious." The first 750,000 times. Uh, I bet that
1: was a big joke that people uh, told you. I mean,
0: oh, I'll I'll read it tomorrow. I think
1: I saw that. I saw that. Uh, I saw you comment on that one time, and you'd be like. Just at one point, uh, I could see it in your face. You just like snapped and you were like, ha ha, ha ha. <laughs> it's so funny.
0: Like <laughs> dangerously. You can hear me getting annoyed with people on their podcast for saying it. Yeah, so I'm actually rewriting the book, no spoilers, as my side project. And I have called the prologue, what you call it? I
1: all the spoilers will come tomorrow. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the
0: foreword the is called, is now titled, don't tell me you'll read it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank God. All right.
1: Well, at least you're preempting everyone. Also, if it's the foreword, then you're telling those people that are already reading it not to tell you that they're going to read it tomorrow.
0: Well, they're going to have to be in on the joke, I suppose. <laughs> Fair enough. So what's your experience with like, like with, what's your experience with procrastination? Uh, with procrastination?
1: Well, I've never procrastinated. I uh, I always save my procrastination for later.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah. I, I didn't see that coming. Oh. I, I thought there was I, a joke. Got
1: that double? Yeah. Got that meta procrastination. Mm. Uh, no, I am a terrible procrastinator. Do you mean you're bad at procrastinating, or you're terrible <laughs> because you
0: procrastinate a lot?
1: We're just gonna keep doing this throughout <laughs> the rest of the podcast. Uh, no, I uh, I'm excellent at procrastinating and uh terrible for for being a procrastinator um because I tend to spend a lot of my time like putting things off uh that could have been done today that I really really oh god, oh I really just don't want to deal with them
0: what about productive procrastination do you sometimes procrastinate like you know the cliche is I've got an assignment so I clean the whole house which needed to be done anyway but put that off for months until I had this deadline
1: oh I, I that's like the only way I get anything done
0: Right. The only way the only way I do
1: the things that I'm going to do tomorrow is by doing the things that I needed to do yesterday today Mm -hmm. in order to. So in order to put off another thing, I'm already I'm I'm using something else as an excuse to put it off uh, by doing it now.
0: I think I vaguely know what you mean although that did come out as utter nonsense. I, I, it did really not make sense. So, but one thing is, like, when I was at uni, like, I wanted to write these plays, okay? I wanted nothing more than to write these plays, but I was such a procrastinator that I found them dreadful to finish, which is why I'm not a playwright. And I went into counselling instead. Um. It, Wait, you mean you, you procrastinated so
1: much that you needed counselling?
0: <laughs> My <laughs> God! Very good. <laughs> <clears> okay. <throat> what i found was as soon as i as soon as i no it was good as soon as i had an assignment due i decided to work on some fiction anything but the assignment the stuff that i've been and when i was in uni during the term time i was like oh i can't wait until the summer so i can work on my plays and then of course during the summer i was like oh i can't wait till the term time so i've got more structure in my life so i can really focus and count on my plays and finish them so that was kind of horrible And it was, I I would say, it was genuinely um, distressing. I'm glad to say I seem to have got measurably better, though, because, well, I mean, uh, I used to, even until the day I completed Procrastination Annihilation, uh, which was about five years ago, I still really procrastinated over writing more, like, so much so that it'd be depressing because like I'd have an article that was nearly done and I couldn't get myself to finish it Um, and it, it could be and I thought until I finish that I can't finish anything else and that's my top priority and so I put so many things on hold uh yeah it was really depressing it was kind of like being paralyzed um whereas now I write a lot and I use writing as a means to procrastinate. <laughs> I'm really terrible with my to-do list, I admit.
1: Well, I feel like as long as you're being productive, it isn't as terrible as uh, as a lot of other things.
0: Yeah, I, I
1: mean... I mean, like I, miss, as I said, my, my productivity scale is made up entirely of procrastination, mm. uh, and it just sort of cycles back onto itself.
0: I definitely used it. I mean, the reason why I put procrastination annihilation out is because I suffered so badly with procrastination that I needed to find workarounds for it. So I collected them together in one place and shared them. And it does have things that really helped me in it. And um, so we can talk about some of those things. Yeah, but, tell us about
1: it. I, I'm, I'm actually very interested because I've never
0: read your book. Um, Well, thanks. That's a great go- vote of confidence. <laughs> 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 got, I'll, I'll, we'll circle back to that. Um, okay. Well, I, I guess I what wanted would like to, to say that the 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 thing I'm pleased about is it's measured progress going from Oh, I used to procrastinate about writing. To now, I write very regularly, um, like five days a week for at least two hours, sometimes four or more. And I do that instead of other stuff. Like I, could, I could be pretty bad with to do. Is I've got a trick for that as well, um, which we can circle back to the the uh, the permission tree. I'll write it down so don't forget to Ooh, the come permission back. tree. Tree. That's uh, American versus. Tray? Tray, like a tree like you oh put. a tree. Oh, okay. I thought it was like I, like I thought it was like the giving tree, you know, oh, with the, the uh,
1: Shell Silverstein book where the the tree gives everything to the little kid. <laughs> All right, that it, sounds but, good. I'm like, don't read it But this is this is the sense where it's just like yeah, the little kid's terrible at it. It's mm-hmm. oh, oh, it's terrible. Anyway, uh,
0: but this yeah. is where
1: the, he gives permission. Yes.
0: What I mean is progress can be made. You know that shows that progress can be made, and sometimes progress is made in certain areas. But not in other areas. I think that um procrastination is very tied to anxiety, actually. Do you Oh, definitely. Right. So it's emotional management. I've got a really good quote in my book where I say procrastination is oh, not at me, I'm Anthony. I have a really good quote in my book. I need to say something like that. <laughs> You've got to be your own number one fan, guys, because if you don't like your own work, why should anyone else like it? So if you're writing something you
1: are an emotional uh inspiration poster, aren't you?
0: Thank you. Yeah. I I feel like that's true. Like, I mean, if this ties into so many things regarding procrastination that I'm gonna lose track of them. So, um the, the quote is: people don't avoid tasks, they avoid emotions. Or procrastination is not the avoidance of tasks, it's the avoidance of emotions. And when I was going on a bunch of shows to let people know about it. It was a quote that people pulled up a few times and went that's so true, so coming back to the the anxiety, one thing is perfectionism or having high standards, and that ties into
1: that's definitely true I right. get that all the, I get that feeling all the time when I'm about to work on something, and i I will keep I, I do this a lot honestly what i what I put off most I'd say is uh, is my fiction work because mm-hmm. i I want it to be a, so. a standard totally yeah
0: so a lot of people who are procrastinators or if you're a writer or some kind of artist one of the that these are tied together because one of the reasons you become a writer is because you have good taste you like fine things and you want to create them you want to see more of them since you like fine things you want to create them but it takes good to get time to get good at anything and at the beginning a lot of the time you don't meet your own standards if you're hence perfectionism so like one of the reasons why i'm much less procrastinatory about writing is yes i practiced more yeah i've got started it's like going to the gym i've done it so many times that it's easier to get started another thing is i'm a much better writer so it's easier for me to meet my standards so i'm not as perfectionist about it or i am just as perfectionist but I'm not as critical because my writing's better and I totally relate to the thing about fiction. I mean, one of the reasons why I've not written a novel is I just find it so much more anxiety provoking than writing non-fiction.
1: Oh God. Yeah. I mean, but you get this thing where uh, a lot of the times you, it's like this kind of, it's sort of this double-edged sword of, you know, wanting to meet your own standards and then needing the practice mm-hmm. that a, you know you require to increase your skill like you in order to do something in order to get good at something you have to do it and in order to to meet the standard of excellence that you want to meet you have to be good at something and you have mm-hmm. to you have to fail at it first like the, I think that's a very very important thing to recognize is that like you're going to be doing something badly the first time you do it and for a lot of times and if you're you're afraid to fail then you're never going to succeed either
0: yeah because this is one of the things why you can't really necessarily work out what you want to do you need to do things and find out from your experience of the world because i guess when you try and learn anything new you have to go through the suck state like it's not fun to suck at anything it's going to take you a good bit of practice and to to kind of learn anything so you need to put a, you know a good few hours in. And...
1: Yeah, I wish I was good writing from from straight from the start. You know, I mm-hmm. I I'm constantly comparing myself to everybody else on the mm-hmm. internet who's doing the same thing as I am and I'm oh, oof in a in a state of panic attack every time, especially every time someone on my own website has written a similar article mm-hmm. that's as good or better than mine.
0: I think Um, it's good if you recognize that because you can basically see what they're trying to do, what they're doing that makes their writing better than yours and neck it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, it's helpful, but it's, it's definitely anxiety
0: inducing. Yeah. When
1: someone's typing faster than me at the library, sorry, uh, (laughs) I get into a competition where I have to type faster than them.
0: Hmm, That's interesting.
1: Yeah. I never even thought that. I mean, that might be my own mental illness, but yeah.
0: So, there's definitely that, that, and that feeling of not being good enough or not, or writing being hard because you don't meet your own standards. I mean, there's lots of things that I procrastinate for that are not writing because I lack skills. I, I find it like tech stuff, computer stuff, I find quite anxiety provoking when, on some level, it shouldn't be that anxiety provoking because computers are predictable you put in abc you get result def and yet it's so common for people to avoid those sorts of things like
1: so if you're if you're talking about like not uh not producing something at a skill level like how how would you how would you alleviate that anxiety like how how would you how would you feel okay i mean that's a that's like an insecurity thing that i mean god everyone wishes that they could solve yeah i mean so so many
0: people don't go on on like older people will not go on computers because they're terrified of computers like i oh there's
1: this adorable i'm sorry there's this adorable class in the library where uh old people learn how to use computers and the the old librarian woman teaches all these 65 year old people how to use computers, and she's like, first you have to put in www. Dot, and then it like tells them the website, and you're going to click on the button in the lower left hand corner of your screen, and it's mm-hmm. amazing. It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 like watching someone in 1994 like just mm-hmm. experience like what the internet was for the first time. It mm-hmm. was oh to God, it was it was sorry, no, sorry that what you said just took me back there mm-hmm. for a minute.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so so that goes to show how intimidating it can be for people to learn new skills. And one skill like writing is not one skill. Writing is tons of different skills. All oh, yeah, at once. Definitely. So you're you're you you can feel intimidated. Um and
1: if it were just one skill, anyone who knew how to spell would be an excellent writer.
0: Yeah. So I I think and and you can push yourself too hard as well
1: definitely i'd say if if you are if you're shoving your head into a wall trying to get a story to turn out or trying to trying to workshop a sentence to just make something you know sound the way that you want to i composition is is of an essay or of a sentence or even choosing the right word in right places is is such a difficult task. I think it, it's the most intimidating thing about writing.
0: There's yeah, there's the art, or, there's ordering the material. There's um, mm. like, and, and that, that goes in several ways. There can be the points in a paragraph, but there can also be what order do these different points go in? And sometimes there's three or four or more than that possibilities that would run and it's very difficult to decide and you're like oh no but I n-, you want to make an aside but then you need to make an aside in the aside Perfect. or or there's just so many asides and then you go well this aside could either belong up here or it can belong down there and these things cause irritation
1: oh my god this is probably why david foster wallace was was probably driven himself insane have you ever read uh, um, i've not i, I mean The way I would map his work is they just go into the biggest Mm -hmm. rabbit holes of like footnotes upon footnotes upon endnotes upon endnotes upon more footnotes upon uh, just these spiraling holes that go down, you know, my friend's copy of Infinite Jest is so beat up and uh, abused from one read through. It amazed me, and I asked him why that was, and it was like, well, because I just had to keep, you know, flipping back and forth between uh, the main text and the footnotes and the end notes and everything. I mean, that that was just the way he wrote, with Mm -hmm. nine million asides Mm. in every.
0: Maybe he did a good editor. No, I don't
1: know. I I think I think some of the charm to him was the uh, was the madness.
0: Right that's what people like about it that's what characterizes his work so i think another thing is it can like see if you've got a big project like a book or something like that you can say you can start putting all bunch of other things on hold because you're like i can't do this until i finish the book like i really need to finish this thing i really need to finish this assignment i really need to finish this project at school i really need to finish this project at work and you might stop going to the gym you might stop um working on other things when actually when you worked on something else you would have found it refreshed you or you needed to put it down for a couple of days okay oh nothing's like, better than a walk outside yeah. yeah when i was in edinburgh i thought oh i can't go out and meet some friends because i've been cra- procrastinating over all this writing and work so much mm. but then i found when i had a coffee with someone at 10 or something like that in the morning i get talking about my projects get really jazzed up about them and go home and want to work on them and it, it took me so long to get the cue that this is something that I should be doing more often and um, there was also a co-working I used to work at a co-working space just to get more social contact I try not to write in the house in fact I don't like writing in the house so I almost never do it unless I have to oh yeah I'll always go out to a coffee shop or a even in the evening a bar I won't usually drink alcohol but I'll go in, and sit somewhere because that's not a life like to me, like sitting all day, every day in my house looking at a screen.
1: Yeah, if you yeah. wanted to, you could just do it all from your bed, and that's horrible.
0: Nobody yeah, I to. mean, I don't want to look back on my life and say I spent the whole time in my house looking at a screen. Yeah. I want to be out and about where there's other people. I was in a
1: coffee shop mm-hmm. looking at a screen.
0: Yeah, which, but I was in coffee shops. I was in coffee shops all over Glasgow, Edinburgh, all over Mexico, in Costa Rica, in and India, and in America. Yeah, you went, you went all books. over the
1: place writing yeah. books. Yeah, yeah. So
0: so that's a life, you know, to look back on it wouldn't have been the same if I just when I'd been there sat in my airbnb you know that's not
1: certainly not it's definitely it's it, definitely something entirely different to and, say.
0: and it's more productive because i put a box around it i'm going out to write i'm going out to work that's and, true and it's good to select some of what you're going to do ahead of doing it so you've got particular goals in fact i'm getting to the point where i think i need to do that not just with my writing but with my to-do list because I'll have things on there for weeks and think, oh, no, no, it's fine because I'm doing writing and writing's the most important thing. But mm-hmm. now it's got to the point where I don't really need to motivate myself to writing. In fact, if I skip a day of writing to work on my to-do list, the next day I'll be, like, way more motivated to write. Super so jazzed So it, it's good for me to take the weekend off writing because I'm desperate to do it. Whereas before, if I stopped for a couple of days, it would be like falling off the horse.
1: you'd be so hard to start again so
0: so yeah you need to assess yourself you know
1: because it definitely works both ways i'd say you can you can procrastinate and you can like anti-procrastinate yeah you can you can work so hard that you uh that you just are unable to continue working or your quality of your work suffers yeah
0: i mean when i've
1: done this recently i i've refused to go out uh to a lot of places i i haven't been very sociable lately i mean it's partly for other reasons but like uh it my my work has suffered uh noticeably and i mean just getting out with you like mm-hmm. having having a coffee with you mm-hmm. today has been you know a big boost on my social calendar to the point where mm-hmm. like i'm sure my work will be, display a difference from it simply because of what it's done for my brain and how like how more positive I'm feeling because of it.
0: Yeah, it's 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 remarkable. And if you've not done it for a while, while definitely hang out with me. I mean, I'll get you for that. <laughs> <video>. <laughs> right. So you uh, no, that everybody, get, yeah,
1: come hang out get, with me today.
0: Get out the house for sure. Get out the house. So, um, yeah, you need to kind of see where you're at with that. I, I like that idea because it can be a slingshot effect where if you deliberately don't do something then you want to do it more or it can be a falling off the wagon effect and i definitely have Yeah, uh, um, i remember however you shouldn't use it as an excuse definitely
1: to not. procrastinate either because i know i know the old me would definitely be sitting on the other end of this podcast thinking well hmm they said they said it's good to you know procrastinate sometimes and uh, to go do other things I'll, it'll definitely get my juices flowing no. if I... Go write
0: yourself. Yeah. Go write yourself. <laughs> Don't just listen to us talk about writing. So
1: Buy our Patreon. Yeah. Uh, go, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, go, go and subscribe to us on Patreon, damn it. But the, I would be using it as an excuse to, to
1: not write. When uh, you may be one of those people, a lot of people are, I'd say 90% of everyone is definitely somebody that could use more motivation than they could use a break. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. which is a tough place to be in because you really gotta push your nose to the grindstone and you gotta find a way to inspire yourself and uh make yourself do those things that you know you might not want to be doing. But
0: uh Sometimes you get into it once you get started. Everyone says the you know the first one's the worst one. The first five minutes is the worst five minutes. So a lot of a good technique is just to set your timer for 10 minutes. Anyone can do 10 minutes. You can force you if you get five minutes through and you're like, wow, this is a really hard writing session. Then you're, you're like, Oh, I only need to push myself for five more minutes then. And I'm done. But, um, it, you, it might well be that you get really into it, and you don't want to just stay there for ten minutes. You want to stay there for half an hour, an hour, or two hours.
1: Yeah, and you can find your groove that way. That might be the best thing uh, to do for yourself for go writing yourself is to uh, be able to find your own groove and be able to like do to talk to your own brain and figure out what your own brain needs to to get you in that flow to 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 start you know moving towards that state of productivity that you know everybody so often tends to avoid
0: yeah i mean i know the feeling of pushing yourself too hard to come back to that strand i I always remember this one time i was in houston texas and i become l it may have been covid (laughs) Uh, not just l um but uh yeah i mean I still felt like I had to work really hard, even though I'd come I'd come through the flu, and I went out to. You went out? Yeah, I know that's why With I couldn't. Like I shouldn't have done it, but I felt like Something I had to. I think they're just irresponsible. I know, I know. I was like, eh, I just sat in the corner of this Mexican restaurant away from everyone. I I, I mean, to be fair, I was over. <laughs> I was over. There's I, nothing better was... for COVID than nachos. <laughs> I was oh, I was like. Over the whole like proper like coughing and spluttering thing, I just felt really weak and tired. But I still felt like like I had to, I should be working, I should be working. Yeah. That's what I mean about driving myself too hard. So I'm like sitting in the corner, trying to force myself to write for a few hours twice a day, and I did that for a few days in a row. And afterwards, I just felt after a few days. Now, I did get through some difficult stuff, but the feeling I had was such a deep depression, and I kind of felt like I'd betrayed myself. Like, that was the words that came up inside. Like, I felt like I'd betrayed myself because... Betrayed yourself. Because I was just so cruel to myself, like, pushing myself so hard, Mm. forcing myself to write, not just because the work was hard, but, you know, I'd even been ill and I wasn't being compassionate myself with that. Like you said, a lot of people would say it was very irresponsible to freaking leave the Airbnb. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I
1: think um,
0: I, that's. A, but I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. A tough so, place
1: to be in. I mean.
0: I mean, I shouldn't. Like, I shouldn't have been trying so hard to write, period. Like, that's just not. Like,. When you're sick, you should just be resting, sipping water. Yeah. And and, and, and your motivation and shouldn't be like
1: ass. negativity. Your your motivation shouldn't be like oh I hate myself because I'm not writing.
0: Yeah, and that was that was why I felt like I betrayed myself. But yeah. at the time I felt like I needed to really knuckle down on myself and get shit done. <laughs>
1: yeah. Everybody has that drill sergeant in them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes to, that can yell at them and and make them do the things that they don't want to do, but it's not a, a you should find your motivation to be something uh, healthy. Like if, you should be you should be wanting to grow a plant. You shouldn't be wanting to uh, chip away at a coal mine. You know you should treat yourself like like a garden.
0: And sometimes look at it as much, like, if it's a hard task, like, do a bit, you know, 10-15 minutes, because writing isn't always easy, but it goes through vacillation periods, and then suddenly you get to a bit where you're like, oh, I'm in the flow, yes, but it's not always going to be like that when you're in the flow, so those difficult bits, sometimes you just need to look at it for 10, 15, 20 minutes, shape it up, and as all you can, then just leave it, work on something easier yeah come back to either in a few hours or the next day have you seen that Taiko Waititi
1: uh meme where he's like you know writing writing sometimes is just staring at a blank page for seven hours right and then closing it might be like
0: walking walk walk around the block you know what I mean?
1: Right, well, yeah, right that's writer's block. That's a different episode. We should, All right.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, walk around. Yeah, writer's block is slightly different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you know the difference between prioritization and procrastination? Because there's a bunch of stuff that I would like to do, like put a ton of books on eBay, and ah. for example. Yeah. And yeah, I've not done it, but I'm not sure it's procrastination. I just think I've got more important things to do than that.
1: Well, I think it's tough to uh, yeah. to to scale your priorities, mm-hmm. uh, because, I mean, obviously everybody has uh, has tons of things they need to be doing, uh, but when you, I think, especially people like both of us, like mm-hmm. we have, both of us have uh, priorities that are very immediate and very, very daily as mm-hmm. well, and they're, they're like, they're never going to stop. Like the article writing that right. I have to do, exactly, is is like
0: Relentless. I have to do
1: it every day, and it's always going to be like replenished. And it yeah, it is like the the endless the the endless flowing river of work, which for which I'm very grateful. Uh, it's it is very hard to uh be a freelancer and go like article to article, unless you have like a very big name out there. I'm I'm very thankful to be kind of getting so much work. But but I it's just something I have to keep in mind is that like this will this work will always be, you know, for the moment
0: Yeah, you can't put your life hold on you can't put your life on hold for something that's gonna be forever. Like see if your project at work is due next week. You can go all right, well, I'm behind, I'm going to skip the gym today. But if it's something like open-ended, like mine was, finishing a book, which I thought would be out months ago, and during those periods where I was just like, I just really need to work on the book, and I started putting other things on pause, it comes a time where you have to go, right, that's it, here's the amount of time that I should be working on this thing. And then if I've done that, then I need to go onto some of the other things that make up today day-to-day life. Like, for example, taking exercise, which is a big one for me because it has such a huge effect on our mental health. Yeah. Like attending to my to-do list. Like whatever other things you decide that are important. Well, I think you can... can... If you do all those other things as well, then by all means, do an extra hour, two hours or three hours or fucking how many hours you want of writing on top of the mandatory daily thing. But, like, for me, I think I really need to get into the habit of setting aside... Well, I think this comes to the permission. There's like
1: trade. short-term goals and then like medium goals and long-term goals.
0: You need a sustainable lifestyle. What I mean is, what I oh, mean is oh, oh, okay. Live, is this what we're
1: going to? Okay. What, what
0: I mean is, you need to live in a way that's sustainable. Like, you, I mean, you've, that's got, you've true. got an infinite number of articles you could write, and the more you write, the more potential there is for you to make money. Yeah. So, so that's so you need to kind of decide how many hours you want to work on that. Typically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, work well, if around we're talking the template, about
1: this in, in such a way that I'm I'm considering it as part of uh, designing my lifestyle. Then the infinite number of articles I'm writing uh, would be like a, a sort of a weekly thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wouldn't look at look at it so much like a daily right. writing practice and so much as, as more of a, a weekly thing where like I need to do X number of articles a week if I want to make X amount of money. Uh, and. That being the case, I would know uh, in a weekly schedule what I would have to do per day. Uh, and in that case, I can take my like medium, like my slightly longer term articles or, or longer term projects that I'm working on. And I can say, OK, this is a day I can do research, mm-hmm. which is like a calmer and like what I would what my brain would feel is less productive mm-hmm. but. Is just as important than like mm-hmm. a lot of other things uh, that I. It is an essential part to something that I have to do. Is I need to do research on on this or that to get done to to get the whole project done. Mm-hmm. But it's the early the early stages of of writing something that a lot of people don't see is you know as important. But again, if I can plan, if I can shuffle things around on like a weekly schedule versus a daily schedule that Mm -hmm. helps me uh do the other things Mm -hmm. Uh, instead of just like scrambling over myself in like this frantic panic attack to get everything done right now i think i can i can sort of move the longer term stuff to the front in some instances
0: right so that there's also a kind of form of self-calibration going what mood am i in what, mood am I, what moods am I likely to be in and what um, is realistic for me to achieve in that mood? You know, if it's more of a lazy day, research is better as long as I don't do that every single day because, cause, as you said, it's it's where is it in the priority skill? So one thing I noticed that might make people procrastinate, myself included, is the sense that this task is kind of important, but it's not urgent and it's not, it's frankly never going to be urgent, but it's kind of a niggling thing. And a lot of that is like sending out forms, applying for something, paying off a bill, something like putting things on eBay. So just regular chore stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I came up with the permission tree. So it's like you get a shoebox and you can put things in there that are those kinds of tasks and that you think, eh, it's kind of important, but it's not that important. I know people who just do those right away. Right, they never even think about it. They just do them. That's just how they're wired up.
1: Those people are weird.
0: But they tend to be very successful. And the thing <laughs> yeah, is, right? you think, wow. I mean, you'd think they'd be less successful because they don't prioritize the most important thing.
1: Oh, no, you get that type A personality. But they're, they're just...
0: The thing is, it doesn't matter if they don't prioritize the most important things because they just get things done constantly. So... Duff. They, they, I, I've only, met people, they spend time doing a lot of things that I think are a pointless waste of time. And if I was in their position and as successful and rich and had so many valuable skills, I would oh. be like, I would totally procrastinate those things. Cause I think, why would I be doing that when someone's gonna pay me tons more money to do this thing?
1: Oh, monetary value. Yeah, not just mon- yeah.
0: yeah, not just monetary value, but like, well, I would think it was more important. Whereas cause they just do things, they can spend ages like clipping photos or whatever stupid thing because they just do if stuff. Cause they
1: know they're gonna get the other stuff. They're gonna done.
0: get they're gonna get the important stuff done as well.
1: Yeah, when those people were developing those habits, mm-hmm. I was smoking a ton of weed. All
0: right, okay. So I don't know why I uh, I I think well I kind of like yeah I I didn't develop those habits I developed anxiety instead. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: that too uh, that that'll happen.
0: So um and yeah so what the permission tree is you just put those things in there you can either put them in order of priority or just put them in and then you you can spend i don't know whatever you think you'll do it could be 10 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes an hour or you could start with 10 minutes and work it up like and you just take things out the permission tree and do them right away for you put your timer on and you do that, bam, 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 bam. What it means is you've got permission to do that thing. You can't think, oh, that's not important enough. One thing I could put in there is like, put some of my travel photos up on Instagram because I've just got tons of photos in my phone and I can't be bothered chopping them. I like them once they're up there and I'm glad to share them with people, but it's not something that I think is like more important than working in my book. Mm-hmm. So I don't do it, you know? But then, you know, I took all these nice photos and and you, that that's the kind of thing that i would have trouble giving myself permission to do another thing is uh if you even like set your timer for 10 minutes a day just to tidy up your room or the living room or some area of the house if you're not good at it, people who <laughs> people are good at keeping tidy can regard disregard this one <laughs> but it's amazing how even 10 minutes a day you
1: know the ones you are
0: right makes a dramatic difference to how that the house just looks you know so Stuff like that, you know, little little chunks, and if you did that every day, you just get in the habit of it, so you wouldn't procrastinate on it so much. Like people think ten minutes, that's not very much. There's not even any point in doing that, so that's why they procrastinate. But actually, over time, you build a habit. So if you're learning piano, for example, your teacher should start you off on five or ten minutes of practice, because why try and do two difficult things at once? One is getting as much time in as you want. And the other is just having the habit of going there and sitting down to do it. If you can get started regularly enough, eventually you get in the habit of getting started and these things kind of become easier.
1: Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's a big, like, motivational thing that, uh, that I, I remember this from middle school, way back when I was, like, 12 years old. The my uh, I was often in the principal's office because I was a bad little kid. Uh, but they had she had a a poster up on her wall that was like now that I think about it, quite horrifying. Uh, it's, it's that that kind of phrase, you know, how do you climb a mountain, mm-hmm. you know, one step at a time. Mm-hmm. But her poster said, how do you eat an elephant? Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. One bite at a time. And That's I was like, one. oh, my God. Right. What are you thinking?
0: Right. I yeah, but the, the, here's like getting things done verse, like, versus the process. So what's in your power? Write for an hour a day. Finish this article is not in your necessarily in your power because you don't know how long that's going to take so it can like span out. So when you set goals, they should be something that you could measure like 500 words or 20 minutes something that you can do regularly day by day to get into the habit then if you do like when I was writing Procrastination Annihilation it was in like four daily sittings that I I'd said I should sit down I think I said I should sit down for at least 20 minutes now usually it'd be 30 40 um per sitting but I'd said that 20 minutes because it's not intimidating If you get halfway through it and it's a hard session, you go, well, I've only got to force myself for another 10 minutes. So I don't recommend people start with four sittings if they're really bad procrastinators. If you do 20 minutes every day for a few weeks, you'll be in the habit of doing it. Then it'll be easier. Then you can upgrade to 30. Then you can then you can think of doing two sittings a day so you need to be aware you yourself
1: building those patterns mm-hmm. a lot quicker than like several weeks mm-hmm. it'll probably come after several days you'll start getting those like those patterns those habits going
0: other thoughts that have stopped me from doing things used to be well i can't finish this in this setting and even though i'm enthusiastic now um i can't trust my moods tomorrow or the next day so there's no point in getting started because i'll just be really disappointing if i work on this thing and i don't finish it oh yeah you, you've you experienced that uh less so recently same
1: i I've, I've found a lot of a lot of my projects have been like you know uh halfway done or left the left kind of like you know, to work on later. But I, I only feel the only reason I feel okay with that now is because I know I'll go back and finish them. Okay. Like, yeah, the, the only fact I it, it was it was worse, uh sort of at the beginning of my writing career, uh because I knew mm-hmm. that I had to commit to something mm-hmm. and committing to something was important. Um. Which and I was good because I did end up making myself commit and mm-hmm. get into the practice. And now I can take something, uh, work on it really, really hard, leave it unfinished for a day and then come back to it.
0: Nice. Well, I, I feel like that more and I've got a bunch of unfinished books, but I think I don't really care because I write constantly. So if I get to them, I get to them. And if I don't, then I'll be working on something else. I'd certainly like to. But I can't live my life based on what I've not done. I'm just trying to focus on what I'm doing. So I will decide based on which seems most fulfilling what to prioritize. But I used to get this thing, especially in my late 20s, and maybe even before that. No, I remember having it in school because I was into role-playing games. Oh, so yes. I'd start creating one or creating an adventure. And then I have this feeling like I'm really enthusiastic now. I want to do it. I want to do it. But I'd I'd be racing with myself because I knew that if I didn't get it finished soon, in a couple of days, max a couple of weeks, the enthusiasm would go and I wouldn't be able to finish it. And I was also making these computer games using a thing called, first it was Click and Play, then they had the Games Factory, then they had Click and Create, then they had Multimedia Fusion. It was the same company, but they had these easy computer game makers they made. And there was forums online and people called it the click curse because from click and play or click and create. Where you Sounds s-
1: like a, a horrible gamer STD.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, it was like people would start a game and they'd love it and they'd be so enthusiastic and at some point their enthusiasm came across and fell down and they just couldn't bring themselves to finish it and they were crestfallen and it was a common problem, common mm. complaint. So
1: I think I, every writer has this as well.
0: I'd like to do an episode on narrative writing and fiction, which is something we've discussed that I use quite a lot. Okay. Um, I'm going to take a, a excerpt from the rewrite of Procrastination and Annihilation, which I'm working on as a side project called The Rush to the Finish that kind of describes this phenomenon a little bit because I want I want to talk about it, but that's kind of like a teaser. So- yeah, but in the meantime, it was a horrible process—like racing with myself, pushing myself, flaying myself—to try and finish something.
1: Flaying myself, ooh.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: Self-flagellating the, myself, like that. That. Yeah, that
0: thing that with the crazy Catholics, yeah, Catholic yeah tried yeah, the where Institute. they. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God. So <laughs> uh, it's like flaying myself to death with self-criticism, and then. It would just be so sad because it's like there's another great idea, another great project that I had that I never finished. So uh, I don't experience that as much anymore because I'm better at finishing things, or at least I'm working consistently enough. But it is a widely recognized phenomenon. So yeah, it's quite, and it could be quite tragic and quite and quite sad for people when they they just can't find the emotional wherewithal. To follow through and complete things. Oh
1: yeah, I think that's uh, a another thing uh, I'd like to talk about at one point too is uh, is writing endings mm. specifically because I, I think that's like that's a lot of that's a big part of of writing stories that a lot of people may not find mm. that they have a lot of experience at because yeah
0: I don't simply
1: yeah. because it's hard to get there.
0: Yeah exactly what I. Th- suggest people always do is just focus on getting started, because that's the the hardest thing. And there's very many things we can do to do for that one is to chunk it down into smaller tasks, never write, work on book, Write work on chapter x, section y, and have a list of possible things that you can you, you can work on, whichever ones you know how to do and choose one of those things,
1: even if it's just for a small number of minutes. Yeah,
0: and that's the other thing. Take a reasonable expectation of what you can do in your current mood and at your current stage of skill and experience and choose an amount of time that you can definitely commit to and that you can push yourself through if necessary.
1: Yeah, and if if you just take those small digestible pieces and... Uh, you know find a way to 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 manage yourself through it because because it is playing this game with yourself it's it it is making a sustainable lifestyle for yourself where you can work with the strange thing that is your own mind uh to be able to to, to accomplish uh, these sorts of things
0: so i've got a couple yeah and and that's one thing that i i mentioned in my book procrastination annihilation which is quite useful is to actually take an accomplishment audit and um,
1: accomplishment audit
0: as i called it which is every time you do something you, if you know,
1: don't the accomplishment irs <laughs> will come to your house and go through your go through all of your accomplishments and then r- r- claim them for the government yeah
0: that's, yeah, that's good yeah. i like it all right so so what i said so you're probably used to scoring things off your to-do list but it'd be quite nice to actually write down everything that you've done, and it then nice and then once to review it at the end of the day. Yeah. Because you'll find that you probably do a lot more than you think you do. You and can say, lot...
1: "Look at how much ass I've kicked today."
0: It's quite depressing for procrastinators when someone turns around to them and goes, "You've done loads of stuff, though." Blah blah blah. Because like you're like, Oh, you don't get it." Like yeah. I know what I'm capable of doing, and although I'm doing all this stuff. I know a lot of it's not my highest priority and I'm doing it because I can't do the things that I really want to do. But it's also good to give yourself a pep talk and a con- and
1: Yeah, you're so freaking great. Yeah. All right. You don't have to be this lame all the time.
0: So another thing I thought was, um, you were talking about the subtle art of self-negotiation and, and kind of being kind to yourself. Is that what I was talking that. about? Well, you, what, is that not? you were saying well i don't I, you need to you need to you said it was kind of like a game you are playing with yourself or
1: oh oh is, is that what i was talking about weren't you well uh apparently i wasn't aware of it and <laughs> um, i suppose that's part of self. i i don't know if i would call that self negotiation I, I guess it's sort of like learning to work with yourself but no this is this is a much better
0: how is learning to work with yourself different than self-negotiation
1: uh i don't like to look at it like negotiating
0: Okay, what's the... Because
1: negotiating is like, you know, part of me is holding another part of me hostage.
0: Oh, and, I and thought it was like... like, like... You know, there's, I like, was...
1: there's that FBI agent on the ground who's who's just being like, all right, Jim, we'll get you the pizza. And then, like, you know, they come with the pizza and the pizza has a bomb inside of it. And then, you know, the bomb goes off and then the SWAT team comes in and they can rescue the hostages. And then
0: I think you should go back to <laughs> reconfection. <your> yeah. <laughs> uh... It sounds like a good comedy. That's funny. It's just funny how people have different associations with different words. Because for me, self-negotiation is just trying to be nice to myself rather than flagellate, rather than self-flagellate, to coax myself along willingly, to try and bring myself along willingly. So on that point, I've got a reading from the new version of Procrastination Annihilation, which is a rewriting of a smaller passage. Uh, that I think you're going to read. Yeah. So uh, don't judge me too harsh. It's still in draft form. but I think, <laughs> I, I th- And it is an example of narrative form in fiction writing as well. Oh boy, this is a fiction. All right, here we it's go. It's not fiction, but it's narrative.
1: Okay, all right. The Gentle Art of Self-Negotiation. My ex and I got a dog that was terrified of climbing down the stairs and that wasn't much good to us considering we lived on the top floor. We tried to pull at him But that wasn't much use. He'd only seize up and dig his heels in, pulling against the lead. It turned into a tug-of-war and made him more anxious than ever whenever we tried to force it too hard. Sometimes, eventually, we'd win and he'd start skittling down the stairs nervously, terrified his legs would buckle under him and he'd fall. He just tried to get it out of the way as quickly as possible, which meant very quickly and inaccurately and the dance of his fast little feet running away from him only contributed to his own sense of anxiety. Isn't that so much like us? We do things quickly when we find them nerve-wracking instead of slowing down, taking time to think, and figuring out how to do them deliberately in a relaxed way. In time, we saw that it was up to us to learn to guide our dog gently down the stairs and empower him to feel confident and capable. We had to stay present and maintaining a love a loving attitude to help calm his nerves rather than getting impatient with him and applying more pressure which would only make him more nervous and resistant it was no good trying to force him that was just a pattern that would repeat a battle of wills that would go on for forever the dog wouldn't want to go out and would pee on the carpet instead of instead of going down the stairs And that would only make us more frustrated with him. What he needed was to feel safe, and what we needed was to learn how to make him feel safe. So at first, we might have thought it was the dog that had to learn to get down the stairs, but actually the responsibility was on us to discover how to teach him properly, and it was us that needed to learn. We needed to find out how to gently guide our dog down the stairs. It didn't come naturally to us, It would have been easy to blame the dog for being too nervous. But where would that have got us? The same goes for you and the task that you procrastinate over. You think that you just need to get up and do it. But actually, what you need to learn is to guide yourself gently and caringly through the process of doing it, encouraging yourself. Now you are both your own manager and your own employee. You could be that great leader who brings out the best in their staff, or you could be the terrible tyrant who breathes fire because they think it's that's the only way to get anyone to do anything around here. More often than not, it's a lousy attitude that stirs up resentment in the ranks and causes everyone in the office to do as little as possible passive-aggressive spite as an act of rebellion against a bad manager. Someone once told me that if you nag someone to do something, you're agreeing to always have to nag them and to do that thing and that is so true after a while they will simply never think to do that thing without being nagged and if they do do it they'll never do it with a smile on their face so be careful how you communicate with others and how you communicate with yourself you want to coach yourself into winning employee of the month every month when you have terrible when you have trouble getting a task because you are more concerned with getting through it than doing the hard work. Just imagine you are trying to help an anxious person with vertigo across a rickety bridge. This may genuinely be where you are at emotionally right now. If you tried to coerce the patient, they would be likely to seize up or freak out. One step at a time, though, something could be achieved. Perhaps you could build up their confidence. Mile by mile, life's a trial. Inch by inch, life's a cinch. Okay. That was very good. Oh, thanks. I, I like that. I enjoyed, enjoyed editing, that. But very nice. A little good. bit of editing, but... Uh,
0: it's a bit repetitive at the moment, but it'll, it'll come together. I think it's good. No, no, it's nice. You know, you're stuck
1: with that... Uh, the dog the, the dog metaphor i think you could stick with you know mm-hmm. you, you know you're your own dog and your own owner no all right okay, i think so right yeah right. Yeah, yeah instead of uh, no, <laughs> no, these, these are my notes yeah yeah these so, are my notes yeah It's <laughs> so a little
0: bit kinky yeah a little oh, bit
1: again. a little bit sexy yeah i think in general it, it's a it. It's a sound. It's a sound metaphor because I I completely agree with this position. Mm, mm-hmm. I think that everything that you've said here is. Uh, when I when I realized this, uh, I think for myself, and it took forever. I went, you know, through my entire high school career, through my entire university career forcing myself mm. to do things but like when i realized this at the age of like 32 <laughs> mm. I, I
0: 32 is better than 42 that's true
1: mm. um but, but i finally got uh i started working so much better uh, and helping myself get to get to my goals so much better yeah uh the other thing about this uh is this interesting uh idea about ai uh this reminds me of about uh there's two philosophies Uh, there's this book um what is it uh homo deus i think oh yeah 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 it argues that like uh the ai is going to take us over in a different way there's the terminator belief Mm -hmm. of uh you know humans getting conquered by uh robot armies and then there's the the homo deus belief where ai is going to uh create such a comfortable relaxing atmosphere where uh we'll want to do the things that we'll want to do, that'll just be persuaded into being easy and lovingly and we won't have the uh the effort. Sounds to... like Brave New Worlds, but not as terrifying. Yeah, not as terrifying. More as mm. relaxing and more like y- you know that you know the end of Wally where mm. all of the people are like fat and all the yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like that.
0: But am um, also a really good movie, not kidding, is the Lego movie too. That's got oh, a really choice um,
1: movie. Yes. it's
0: got a really amazing message in it about like love and how scary mm-hmm. it is to surrender to being loved, and how suspicious it is when people are happy. Like people are <laughs> suspicious of other people being happy. Oh god! And it's like, and that's through in the West. I don't. I hope it's not any spoilers, but it is an absolutely amazing movie. I don't
1: trust anyone it's, who's genuinely happy. Those bastards are hiding something.
0: Why do you write? why do i write why do you No, that's that's another show that's that's a that's a big other
1: show okay you're going to talk i'm going to put that on the
0: list of shows why do i write um it's also an essay by george orwell so um what i want to say is one of the things about that we spoke that i kind of and maybe an innovation right you we've all heard of maslow's hierarchy of needs presumably oh yeah one of the things i wrote in procrastination annihilation and i'm really expanding on in the second edition is this idea that procrastination a lot of the time revolves around anxiety management i think maybe one of the reasons why we procrastinate is because security is ha- more important in the hierarchy <laughs> of needs yes than self-actualization yes writing is self-actualization or doing something productive is self-actualization. Very much. Yeah. So if you don't feel secure, you're going to opt for the easy option, right? H- like hence eating, the, or, or yeah, or whatever it is. Hence the homo deus. Yeah. Hence and, the homo deus then. But so
1: that is a big point of convincing yourself to go down the stairs, as it were, is that yeah. like the first step is going to be security, mm-hmm. and the second step is going to be food.
0: Exactly. And
1: it. yeah, like the like you're mm-hmm. going to have to take care of those and manage them well enough to be able to do self-actualization every day
0: correct and there's just one more thing I thought kind of tied in not exactly which is what I call chore thinking which is you take a bunch of stuff that you would have wanted to do anyway and you turn it into a chore mentally Ah. and and that creates well it turns fun things into things that suck really and so
1: this sounds like a great idea Come on, keep selling it to me. Yeah. Come on. T- <laughs> t- tell me tell me about how I can ruin my life with all of the fun things that I could ruin for myself.
0: Well, I mean, I'm I'm, <clears throat> I'm not see, this is where you, you like this is this should sound funny to anyone listening, but I'm not recommending people that do this. Okay. I'm saying that okay. procrastinators tend to do this.
1: Oh, oh, okay. I thought you Which were is, offering this as a solution to, to procrastination. <laughs> he was like, hey, hey guys. Just turn everything into a chore. Just, right. just turn your whole life into something you don't want to do.
0: No, I'm saying stop. That way you can work on right. everything. I'm saying stop doing this, assholes. Okay. Like, yes, you do the reverse of that. This is how you have ruined your life so far. Okay. By turning things that you totally wanted to. Like you wanted to write that story yeah. and then you thought I might actually finish this story. And now you're like, I really should finish this story. And now you're like, I don't want to finish it anymore that's what I call because now it's a
1: job yeah, yeah exactly
0: yeah. and that's what I call chore thinking okay. so that ties into the procrastination and with the anxiety management of putting pressure on yourself driving yourself too hard you need to step outside of that and notice that you're doing it and maybe challenge your beliefs or frame it differently or go out and speak to it about someone with someone so you get enthusiastic about the idea get some help get someone else to read it out sometimes things that are boring on their own are not boring with someone that you like spending time with so you can sit and fold the washing with your girlfriend if you still like spending time with her some of you guys don't like spending time with your girlfriends anymore (laughs) or they don't like spending time with you because you're so fucking self indulgent all right okay okay Okay. come on (laughs) yeah i thought the tangents were where it's at I know
1: what you try to put in there about, like, everybody loves to learn about their authors, but uh, this subtext is getting a little heavy, I'd say.
0: No, I love hanging out with your girlfriend. Oh, oh, the burn. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. I need a doctor. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get admitted to the burn clinic. Yeah, the burn ward. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think if I'm going to sell all that stuff on eBay then maybe i'll just get someone around that i enjoy spending time with and i'll just start scanning them on my phone while we have little conversations about stuff you know you can you can find ways to get out of the chore thinking mindset anything else to add hmm
1: i think we've covered a lot of ways to uh to kind of help work through procrastination I i think uh i think I think if you if you're still procrastinating on stuff out there now you don't have any excuse.
0: Yeah, so go write yourself.
1: Yeah.